You are listening to the Andy Zanka Youth Empowerment Program on KDNK Community Radio. This is Brain Garden, a monthly collaboration between ASIAP and my organization, Cangel's Connection. The mission of Brain Garden is to start conversations on topics that our youth are experiencing. Conversations create a dialogue for healing and offer resources for other community members in need. These students are opening their hearts and stories to help facilitate conversations in our community. I'm your host, Janelle Hildebrand, and I'm the founder of Cangel's Connection, Inc., also referred to as the Cangel Connection Foundation. I started Cangel's Connection in 2019 after my son, Kane passed away from an accidental drug overdose on June 20th of 2018 at 24 years old. Cangel's Connection mission is to be the hub of connecting resources to the people in need. I felt alone as a parent of a struggling young man, and I didn't have the resources for myself or for Kane. My website is C-A-I-N-E dot C-A-I-N-E-G-E-L-C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-O-N dot org. And I have a list of resources that is continuously growing I became connected with ASYEP through KDNK. And if you're a teen listening and would like to share your story and offer some resources, please contact Janelle Hildebrand at J E N X T R E M E S K I at gmail.com. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes to listen to one of our upcoming conversations. Hello and welcome to The Brain Garden. I am Janelle, your host, and I have a very special guest in the studio. Would you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hey, my name is Blake Lockard. Um, I'm a longtime friend of Janelle's. Grew up with her son, Kane, in Glenwood Springs, Colorado, and I'm excited to be on the show today. I am so excited, like how special it is to have you on. Um, And for those of you tuning in, um, Kane um, inspired me to start a foundation called the Cangel's Connection, and Kane passed away in 2018, and so Blake grew up with Kane. So just a, a little backstory, a little insight. And Blake, spending some time with you is so special, but what I want other people to get to know you a little bit. So would you kind of give us an insight? Do you have siblings, pets? What are your hobbies? Like, Give us an insight of who you are. Yeah, so I grew up in Glenwood Springs, was born and raised there. Um, I've lived in the Roaring Fork Valley for most of my life uh, between Aspen and Glenwood. Um, Lived in Denver for a few years, and I love to ski. Um, I have a dog named Lola. Uh, I have – all my parents live here. I have a mom and dad and a stepdad and stepmom. But it's more like mom and stepdad and dad and stepmom. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have a lovely family. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, have, I also have two sisters and a brother. And uh, my sister Tara lives in Newcastle. Hey, Tara, what's up? Hi, Tara. And Brooke just got a job in Meeker, so she's living there right now. And my brother Justin lives in Tacoma, Washington. Yes. And you love a lot of things just because I've grown up doing some of those things with you like rafting and you like mountain biking and hiking and camping and all those fun things. Yeah. I like to get into the flow state in the outdoors. So 
anything that involves that. And then, I mean, rafting isn't much of a flow state activity, but I do enjoy just paddling down the river with some friends and music. Um, I, I live right on the river, which I like that quite a bit because I can hear it from my deck. And, um, yeah, I also love skiing, just really just being outdoors, doing, doing all sorts of stuff out there. Um, I also create digital artwork and I do product design for a data security startup. Um, and I like photography. I don't, yeah, I, I like all sorts it goes of things. On on. <laughs> Blake is a really, I will say, I'm going to compliment you because I get to ski with you and you're just an amazing skier and your art is phenomenal. I not only have it in my home, but you have designed our business's website and our logo and you are just so talented. So thanks. I appreciate nice that. <laughs> well, Blake, I asked you to come here today and we're going to talk about a really, you know, a really important subject, but a very personal subject. So I want to touch base on the obstacle. I'll just call it an obstacle. Um, but um, let's talk about coming out and what that was like. And not only from the beginning, but let's bring it all the way up till now. Cool. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, I am gay. Um, that's what Janelle meant by coming out. Um, and I came out during high school. I went to Glenwood Springs High School. And I was really lucky to have an extremely supportive network of friends and family. Um, but, you know, that sort of thing that you kind of hide your whole life is still really hard. And that, that's why it's called coming out because you have to like deal with the pressure from society that it, a lot of people think it's not okay to be a certain way and it gets inside your head and you have to finally swallow that pill and come out. And sometimes people don't have the easy ex easiest experience. And fortunately, I, I was lucky enough to have a really supportive network of friends and family, like I said, and um, it made things a lot easier. And um, but at the same time, there's still, there's still definitely some hard parts to all of that. Um, and I, I'd be happy to go into any details if you want to ask any specific questions. I but. do. Um, and I know that you've, you have been, I would say you're fortunate, but I still think that had to have been the point when you knew that you were feeling the you were not like society wanted you to be, or I guess that's how I would state it when you knew you were gay. To the point where you actually verbally said it, mm -hmm. like you owned it, like I, I am gay. That had to have felt scary mm -hmm. to yourself. Yeah, I, I, was, I was in denial about it until I wasn't, you know, like I, I didn't really know that I was until like my sophomore or junior year of high school. I think like deep down I knew, but I, I didn't really understand like what it was because – I just didn't – I just didn't really know what it meant, you know, and I, I thought I was just like everybody else. But there – then when I kind of started thinking about it and realizing that the feelings I had were natural and okay, mm -hmm. um, I could kind of sit with them more and uh, understand that it was it was good for me to embrace that side of myself instead of like hide it and – um, not share it with anybody because I, I, I couldn't be myself until I accepted myself, you know. 
And I'm sure there are some people that are listening that know of somebody, whether it's family or a friend or a friend of a friend. But um, is there any suggestions to the friends or the family that um, are receiving that news um, and not sure what to do with that? Like tips, somebody, how do they, how would you think would be the best way to have somebody respond or or react to that? Um. Just be loving and supportive, you know, like it's not it's not about you when someone comes out to you. It's about them being trust. They're they're trusting you enough to be able to tell you this deep, dark secret. And it's a moment of vulnerability that is really terrifying (laughs) and you know, if you love and support the person that's telling you, then just listen to them and be there for them. You know, uh, they probably have a lot of questions or they might not, but it's it's really important to just be there for them. And yeah. And be non-judgmental. But it sounds like maybe listening to learn rather than listening to react. Yeah, absolutely. And not to personalize it because it has nothing to do with anything else but that person. Yeah. Yeah, that's an important message. Um, And then when you did – there's positive and negative. There's probably always a negative. But did you just focus on the positive? Did you just like – I'm just going to like hang on to that? Or did you have any negatives? It was still really hard. It was scary, you know. I mean, it's a whole process. Like I'm still I still find myself uncomfortable with who I am in certain situations. Um which I think a lot of people do still to this day even if they're even if they're not gay or anything, like there's still just moments where you're not comfortable with who you are. Yeah. But um I think surrounding myself with positive people and people who loved me like it didn't it helped me not really think about any of the negatives, you know, and um, I was still able to just live life like I wanted to. And I, like I said, my really supportive friends and family and stuff, just it, it made it much easier for me to be who I wanted to be without um, compromising myself. So it was pretty nice. Um, There's, not a lot of people who I mean that that's that's pretty lucky in these days yeah. to have that. Um, I know everybody's experience is much different, um, but there's always someone in your life who might support you. And if you kind of focus on being around the people that do support you and love you, like it makes it a lot easier. It does, even if it's one person. And there's probably more. But I think when you're in that state of mind, when you go inside, it doesn't feel like there's more. Mm-hmm. But I think if there's one person that somebody would feel comfortable being themselves around, because that's yeah. all you can be, um, then that person is going to lead you in the right direction yeah. and not lead you astray. So, And I guess I will say, like, if I didn't come out, I wouldn't have met all the loving and supportive like I I met a lot more loving and supportive people after coming out because they could be like I could be vulnerable with them and um before coming out I think I was a lot more afraid to be myself so there was a lot more negative thoughts 
before that. Yeah. That is interesting. That's yeah. really interesting to me is before you actually were like, I'm just going to be who I am and be honest, you felt worse than when you were just like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to be who I am. I'm going to start to reveal who I am. And I don't look at any one person as any one thing. Cause if we said like, define yourself, <laughs> like that's overwhelming, right? I'm like, well, yeah. I'm, I, I'm a lot of things. I think we're all a lot of things. And if we can focus on just being in the human aspect, yeah, um, that will make things a lot easier when somebody's just trying to be who they are. Yeah. And I don't think like personally, I don't I don't think our sexuality like defines who we are as people. It's it's a culmination of everything in your life. And um, that's just a part of it. And it, it's it sucks that it's like. This one of the scariest things to realize about yourself because of what society's expectations are. Is it a perception of what society's perception is or is it actually our own internal perception or is it – I guess it would be in different circumstances in different parts of the, the country or the world that you're in. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I mean – because here I feel lucky. I feel like we're pretty lucky here in our Roaring Fork Valley. But if we were in the – like maybe in the East Coast, like maybe like Arkansas or Missouri, that might be a whole different experience. I don't I think I don't there's know. there's still difficult things about being anywhere. I mean rural Colorado is rural Colorado. Yeah. And there's people who don't like me for the way that I am and – you know, it, it, all it takes is like one hater to make you crumble inside sometimes. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it it's good to have like a network of people who can support each other, who can relate with each other. Um, that helps a lot. But, you know, it if they're like sometimes it just takes one voice of hate to just crawl, want to just crawl back inside yourself and. You know, that that happens out here sometimes. It, it, and it recently did. Actually, I was going to say I, I feel lucky because I sometimes forget when I'm in Carbondale. It just feels cultural in Car- Carbondale. But I do forget we had a recent um, incident with uh, one of our local residents um, and young people. Um, and bullying is, is real. I guess that would be bullying or a hater or saying really negative things. I think a lot of things are out of fear. I think people are just scared and it's unknown to them and they're not familiar with it. So they just get aggressive or defensive or, but it really does hurt people. Yeah. And really hurts. I mean, suicide rates among uh, queer youth are much higher than any other um, demographic because of all the bullying and hate and just, not thought out responses and it, it's like we're I guess we're easy targets or something but you know it's really not okay um, and you know I've attended a lot of school board meetings this fall that were um, uh, there was a lot of opposition to the Roaring Fork School District trying to adopt or not trying to but successfully adopting um, gender identity uh, pamphlets in the schools so that teachers could better uh, communicate with their students. Um, and there's a lot of opposition to that. And it, it was it was really good for me to go to those school board meetings because uh, 
seeing the support from the com- community was really amazing. It like healed my inner child, you know, because, <laughs> um, you know, I, I did have a lot of support growing up, but seeing an entire community just rally around um, this issue was really awesome. Um, but at the same time, it was pretty, pretty difficult to see the opposition. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I felt really strong coming out of that. So I'm just going to throw, I didn't even know that you could, I didn't even know this existed or that you could go to a school board meeting. So if you're tuning in, how do you know about these meetings and how can you get involved with that? Well, so uh, the way that I found about these ones was through Aspen Out. It's a local LGBTQ plus organization that raises money through Aspen Gay Ski Week and several other fundraisers throughout the year. Um, They have like a weekly newsletter and um, there's a a few other organizations in the Valley and I'm, I'm on all their newsletters and stuff. So that's kind of how I found out about this school board meeting. And, you know, as soon as I saw the email, I was like, I need to be there. Like these kids need our support. And it it was really awesome. That is awesome. And I recently was um, asked to be on a committee, Eagle County Mental Health Advisory Committee. And I have this great connection called Mountain Pride. And I'd love to get you introduced to the girl that that heads that. Yeah, I think I've met her. She's amazing. Yeah. There's also Gay for Good in Carbondale. Okay. There's P Flag, which is a valley-wide, like, parents of I, I forget what it stands for, but <laughs> um, so P flag it's called. Yeah, and, and it's for parents specific of people that are probably gender or gay or anything. Yeah, yeah. Or, um, know? I think parents of just like ally parents and okay. Um, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. And listeners, if you're tuning in, this is Brain Garden. I'm your host, Janelle, and I have a very special guest, Blake Lockard. Um, Blake, let's do a recap. What have we talked about? We've talked about a lot. Uh, We talked about my coming out experience, um, the ins and outs of that. And uh, then we started talking about some school board meetings to support LGBTQ youth. um, Resources. And resources. some of those resources include Aspen Out, uh, Gay for Good, P Flag, um, One Colorado, and Mountain Pride. Mm-hmm. So, if you're listening and you want to get involved, those are some great resources that you can tap into to get involved in your community or your neighborhood or your support your family or friends that are um, living their best life. You know, and we want to support them to live their best life. They're human beings and people. And whether they're gay or transgender or how they identify themselves, they are people. Yeah. They matter. Yeah, definitely. You matter. I remember, <laughs> I'm just going to go off topic a little bit, you guys, but um, I remember Kane and Kane, I mean, Blake, you were like his best friend. So I remember Kane coming home and telling me when you came out to Kane, he came home and told us, and I'll never forget because there are just things that just are sealed in there. But he said, I don't care what he chooses to do. I love Blake. And I said, I, I love Blake. It doesn't matter. Like, and I guess that was just our reaction in our little family, but we wanted to respect you. And so 
Kane was like, just don't say anything <laughs> because I didn't know. We didn't know who you had told or not told. And I think he didn't know. So we just kind of sat back in the back seat. But we just know that he when he told us, we were all like, it doesn't really matter to us. We never looked at you by your sexual preference. We looked at you as Blake. Like you were just a lot of fun and we enjoyed hanging out and spending time. So um, but I know that's not always the case, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, you know, like. Before I did start telling people, you know, you kind of forget that it's not who you are. It's like just like it doesn't change who you are as a person. And when you learn to accept that piece, it just it might even just like add more to your life. You know, the people that I've met because of coming out just like changed my life in so many ways. And I just have an amazing community of friends and like people in my life now. And I don't know what I'd do without all of them. <laughs> right. I, I love that. You brought that up. It was like when I decided to – when we say come out, it's just, just opening up and verbally being, you know, I'm just going to say it or I'm just going to be it and I'm just going to live my life um, that you actually got – you it opened doors for you. It, it brought new people into your life that are really healthy and beneficial to you helping you grow into yourself. Yeah. And I think that's an important message to pass on to any young people that are listening that are going through just that. Yeah. Um, and it's scary and there is no shame, but it's hard to say that. It's probably easier to say, oh, there's no shame and no judgment, but you're judging yourself and you're feeling shameful yourself, but you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there, there are so many people out there who will support and love you no matter who you are. And it's a matter of finding them. Um, So just remember that. You are not alone. Yeah. There's a community for you when you're ready. Right. Um, Do you have any message specifically for people that are just finding themselves, Blake? Any message that you want to send to those people that are just now kind of falling into who they are? Um, I guess my message would just be to like take it day by day and love yourself and listen to, um, your intuition and just, you know, like be brave when you need to be brave, but also take time to just be there for yourself. And, you know, if you can just find at least one person that you can trust and talk to about things like that, it helps a lot. Um, and you're supported, like like I said, <laughs> over and over. There's there's a lot of support out there. And um, it's just important to be who you want to be, really, at the end of the day. And, be proud of who you are. And yeah. be the best you you can be. Yeah. <laughs> it might <laughs> sound all, cheesy. but <laughs> It kind of does, but it's actually the truth. It like helps. I wouldn't say it, it if it wasn't true. Um, and I did ask you to bring a song today. So I was hoping that, you know, if there's a song that inspires you or moves you, we could showcase that, play it so we can all listen to it. But then you could speak on that song as to why it moves you or inspires you. <sighs> there are so many songs. Um, so listeners, Blake's picked a song. Do you want to introduce that song, Blake, and tell us why that inspires you? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, like I said, I, I, there's so many songs that inspire me. I really love music. 
Um, this one just kind of popped into my head as I was walking into the studio, though, and it's called Paradise by Not The Twos. And it's just kind of a really good song to listen to if you're walking around in the mountains or skiing and just enjoying nature. Uh, and it's just about, like, finding your own paradise and walking the road of life and just kind of finding your own bliss really is how I interpret the song, even though there are like hard, hard moments in life, you're just got to like find your own paradise. And I think Mm. that's what that kind of relates to this whole podcast right here. It really does. (laughs) So stay tuned to listen to Paradise. Um, Blake, thank you so much for opening up such a personal space. Yeah, with thank me you. and with the listeners. And um, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to our show, The Brain Garden. is bird note.
Marimarsiglio is an avid birder, and they are also a psychologist with a background in trauma therapy. A few years ago, Dr. Marsiglio worked with the San Francisco Bay Bird Observatory to facilitate mindfulness birding walks for veterans in a trauma treatment program. It's a very grounding experience. It's something we do a lot in therapies, help people ground by focusing on sight, focusing on sound, focusing on the sensations that they're feeling. The hallmark symptoms of PTSD are hypervigilance and avoidance and negative thoughts about self and others. With birding, you can kind of turn that narrative on its head where you can say, like, you're a very observant person versus a very hypervigilant person. And the way that you look at your environment and the skills you use for that can be used toward finding joy. One favorite location for the walks was a home of an acorn woodpecker a tree bored with many holes filled with acorns. I just remember seeing people light up in a way that we couldn't really access through other therapies. Dr. Marsiglio has since moved from San Francisco, but continues to include therapeutic outdoor recommendations in their work. I think at our core, we're all looking for some sort of connection and belonging, and nature is really generous in that way. You can find links to mental health resources on our website, birdnote.org. I'm Josephine McRobbie. 